Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. So here we go. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. When we read and God created man in his own image, our minds form a mental picture of what we look like and then attribute this picture to God himself. In the Hebrews mind, it is not the appearance of something that they concentrate on, but it's function. Everybody say function. This passage is not implying a picture of a man or God, but their function. Very, very important. We think of image like, you know, put the image on the screen or on a coin. We think of the image, oh, it's just the picture, the outward picture. It's not what imaging is in, in God's word, okay? Um, it has to do with function. Though the he, <clears throat> through the Hebrew words of this text, we see that God has placed within man a shadow or representation of his own function, goal, purpose, thought, etc. It is our responsibility to live our lives as representatives of God, acting in the same manner as he would. Okay, Exodus 20, verse seven, it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. In our modern Western culture, a name is nothing more than an identifier, really no different than an assigned number. The Hebrew word for a name is Shem, but the ancient Hebrews, but in the ancient Hebrew or the ancient Israelite context, Shem is much more than just a name. It is the breath of the individual. To the Hebrews, the breath is more than, ju than just the exchange of air in the lungs. It is his character, the internal qualities of an individual that make him unique. Everybody say unique. Don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a few scriptures. It's gonna take about 10 minutes and then bam. Are y'all, come on. We gotta do this. We've gotta get in the word, okay? Look, if you're sleepy and you come to this service, just drink some more coffee. Next week, I'm, I'm calling an audible. Free coffee, okay? We gotta, we gotta lean in here, okay? Get ready. <laughs> I don't know what they're teaching over there at Celebration, some kind of Hebrew something culture, but they've got free coffee, so. <laughs> you gotta help the Gentiles out, Gil. That's what I'm talking about. Like, bacon bits and extra coffee will get them right in the flow right here. Gentiles, Gentiles. Okay, so. Watch this, so what does it mean? In Genesis 1:27, we saw that when it says God created man in his own image, look, it is in fact saying that God has placed within us a representation of himself. This representation is his shim, the name. That's that, looks like a crown. It's on, you know, awakening and a lot of our stuff, okay? It's on that mezuzah for your kids, the name, the guardian, the almighty, the, the, this is the Lord's domain. How many of you wanna be the Lord's domain? It's his name, watch. It says, uh, if however, okay, so, so through that we are to show his, this character to others. If however, we represent the character falsely, in other words, live our lives contrary to the character of God, then we are violating this command. And, and it talks about in the next passage, we'll see what it means to be filled with the image of God. Let me say this real quickly, okay? So here, when we talk about imaging, think function, think carrying the name. Okay, so watch. This is not just talking about Personal morality, let me free you up, okay? You will never be as moral as Jesus. 
All right, the blood of Jesus washes you from all of your sins. Most of the time in our Western culture, when we think about, oh, I need to be like God, we just think morality. You're gonna never be as moral as Jesus, never. What the Hebrews thought was, of course there's a, 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 a degree of integrity, but what they're thinking is more like distinction or other. Our Father who art in heaven, what? Holy other, hallowed be your name. So when it says, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain, it's not just talking about, you know, like saying a cuss word. What it's saying is, don't take what is other, distinct, or uncommon, and represent that name in such a way where it's common. Are you following me? So it's, it's more about distinction. It's more about understanding and demonstrating how God is distinct and how he is other and his name is other. So watch, this is really important for us, okay? So that's why when we say the name of Jesus, here's all I'm asking you. Be careful when you say that name. We don't wanna say that name like a magic word or joke like, yeah, you know, in the name of Jesus, we hope the Jaguars win. Don't make his name common. Do you see? We can sing about his name all day long, but if we're making it common and not carrying that as distinct, it's not gonna have the power and the force and able to take the domain like we want it to have, okay? I'm gonna... This will be all through the meta narrative. You're gonna, you're gonna see this, okay? So look at Exodus 28, three, talking about the priesthood. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise. You see the Hebrew word there. I'm not gonna try to say it with Gil and Ron over there. I'll wait till they're gone and then I'll pronounce every Hebrew word the way I wanna pronounce it. Several, so why are we really looking at the, the original Hebrew? Because that's what the scriptures were written in. Okay, you can't understand the context of the original meaning of the scriptures. Remember, the Bible was written for us, but not to us. Okay, and so that's Dr. Heiser, you know, who's come to lead our school of theology in, uh, in January. And uh, we just have a whole lot going on. It's so, so important. If you don't understand that, you're not gonna understand all these things in the Bible that we're gonna look at. You're gonna just be like, oh, okay, that's why. Why is, why is Yahweh wiping out entire towns in the land of Canaan? Why is there, all, you know, why are, you know, how's this person, you know, how, how are they summoning this spirit over here? What's this whole thing about the sun standing still? Why does God, you're, you're gonna have so many things in God's word that you can't connect unless you're looking at the original context of the language and the mindset of what it was written in. Amen? <laughs> and I'll tell you this, if you go to college right now because of the Dead Sea Scrolls and because all the things out there, I'll show you. They'll tell you, if you, if you got a kid going to college, they will show them, they will say, you see this ancient Ugarite text? You see this Sumerian text, look. Look at this, Moses, this was written 800 years before Moses wrote the 10 commandments and whatever else. Moses copied off, off this guy. 
He, he copied off, the, this is the, the epic of Gilgamesh. Look, look, the Hebrews just copy. If you don't understand the context and what's going on, Moses, that was in every ancient, uh, uh, ancient Eastern culture out there. The story of a deliverer coming down, you know, a, 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 a setting out in a boat or basket or something like that to be a deliverer. If you don't understand the context of ancient Near East foreshadowing, that the reason that story was out there was not because it was a common thing it, in, in the sense of, oh, there's all these Moses stories. No, it was because whoever can fulfill this prophecy is the true deliverer who serves the true God. If you don't know that, am I getting off? Okay. So anyway, <laughs> So if you're in one of those classes, you can just put me up on the re recording like that. That's another way you can do it. Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise, <clears throat> wise hearted whom I fill with the spirit of wisdom that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Now let's look at the priesthood. These workmen are filled with the spirit of wisdom, which is in the Hebrew, there you see it, and in the noun form, and there you see it. A person with wisdom, look at this, very important. A person with wisdom is the one who has the ability to understand distinction, to separate the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, the clean from the unclean, and the common from the holy. That was a whole problem at Babel. They redefined what was good and what was evil. They redefined what was common and what was uncommon, okay? The word for priest in Hebrew is Kohen. It comes from a root meaning, uh, meaning a base such as a base of a column. The Kohenim are the structural support of the community. It is their responsibility to keep the community, look, standing tall and straight and a sign of righteousness. We're all part of the priesthood. It's all of our responsibility, watch, to be righteous to before God and to learn how to image him so that our family Jesus said, be holy as I'm holy. Be perfect as I'm perfect. Is that one up there? There's all kinds of scriptures like that. It's not talking about morality. You can't be as moral as God. What it's talking about is understanding what is distinct about God and his people and making sure that we protect that and that we model and image that. We're different. We're a holy nation. We're a special people. We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We belong to Yahweh's table or the, the Jesus' table, or the, 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 the marriage supper of the Lamb. We don't belong to Babylon or to chaos or to way, the ways of the world. We don't, we don't want to mix the things of the world into the things that are pure. Once again, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from sin, but there are certain things worship. There are certain things the Lord's table. There are certain things that no, we, we don't allow those to be common. Everything is common. Before my encounter with Jesus, I was right there. Everything is, is common. Everything's the same. Well, what about grace? Well, yes, the, the grace of God. For God, anytime the love of God comes into contact with a human, there has to be grace. When God contacts a human, to speak to a human, to... <laughs> 
come in the same domain as a human, there has to be grace or we'll be consumed. Of course there's grace, but without imaging, there's no modeling. And without modeling, people can't see God. Do you see? This is the imaging, yeah. Everything's grace, great, but you're not imaging. It's through imaging that the realms of heaven and earth collide and the kingdom is able to move forward. Okay, I'll show you this. Here we go, kingdom of priests. Are my volunteers almost ready? Ryan, okay. A few more scriptures, listen. Revelation 1, 5, and 6, and from Jesus Christ, a faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead. Everybody say firstborn. The firstborn of the dead and the rulers of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Boy, King Jesus is distinct. Only his blood can free humanity. His blood is not common. When we demonstrate sacred things like the table and different things like that, we don't do that in a common way. You don't partake of that bread like you partake of a cookie or a wrap. You don't just. He has made us, what? I'm not talking about this weird individual legalism. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about God inhabiting his people. I'm talking about miracles. I'm talking about you experiencing the presence of God because we have the right order with honoring him. Okay, look, he's made us uh, freeze from sins by our blood and made us, what are we? Kingdom of priest. What is a priest? Priest brings the presence of God so that the community can be strong. We image God. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever and amen. Revelation 5.10, they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. What's the purpose of redemption? What's the purpose of covenant? What's the purpose of reconciliation? What's the purpose of forgiveness? What's the purpose of the atonement? What is the purpose of all these things? For out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. It's a kingdom of priests. What is the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross and reconciliation, redemption, the cut. what is the purpose? That's not the end, that's the means to an end. What is the end? The end is family. We are family. What is this all about? It's all about family. It's all about our story. The, our heavenly father, his family walked out on him. In his house, his garden, Eden. And since that time, by his great mercy, he has enacted this plan and story and project of redemption. So that, and reversing the chaos that the human family and the heavenly family started in Genesis 3, 6, and 12. So that one day he's gonna, we're reversing the chaos, we're reversing the disorder, and one day we're gonna, his plan has never changed. You saw it right there on the video. His plan is a kingdom of priests where we rule and reign with God and we take dominion over the earth. Eden is gonna be restored in a new Eden and then there'll be a global Eden. There's no plan B. God's not changing his mind. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. You can believe 
believe something else, I'm telling you, it won't matter. We can have different ideas. This is not a battle of ideas. This is about the story of King Jesus from eternity past to eternity future, who was and is and is to come, the Almighty, the name. And his family. Yeah? Kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Okay, couple of more. First Corinthians 15, three and four, three more. You ready? For I deliver to you as of the first importance what I also received. Here's the gospel. Here's Paul's gospel. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the, what are the scriptures? What were Paul's scriptures? Yeah, there was no New Testament. It's the story of Genesis to with them, Malachi. That story, and now yes, now we have the, the New Testament and those scriptures. But I want you to understand that the story of King Jesus is the story of the whole Bible. That is our family. The whole story, who was and is and is to come. First Corinthians 15, 20, 23, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. What is he the, he's the first fruits. First fruits of those who have fallen asleep for his by, a man came death and by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. So here's the second Adam. We saw the first Adam fall. You saw the second Adam in the video. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But in each his own order, Christ the first fruits, then is coming those who belong to Christ. Okay, Colossians 1.15, just let me hit this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Did you hear that? Jesus is the image of the invisible God, okay? So God, or when we use the Lord's divine name, okay, so in, your, in our English translations, whenever you see in the Old Testament, whenever you see Lord capitalized, capital L, capital O-R-D, that's a, the, the name there is Yahweh, Lord's, the Lord's divine name. There's other times where he's called the Lord, where it's, it's kind of like how we use it, you know? Well, there can be a lot of lords, you know? It can be like royalty, a man, a person, an officer, and it can also be used for God, okay? But what I'm saying is, when you see that Yahweh, watch, Jesus is Yahweh. You follow me? It's one God, three persons. But we need to understand, look, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Look at this, for by him all things were created. Does that blow your mind? He's the Lord of the whole story. How about this one? He was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Let that blow your mind. How about this one? We were in Christ before he was ever born. How about that one? That's why that symbol of the spear going into him, what came out, the water and the blood, that symbolized what came out of Adam, remember out of the rib. The bride, that symbolizes the church coming out of the rib. 
But we were already in Jesus because the Lord knew us before we were even in our mother's room. But Jesus died on the cross, but he was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. But we're the bride. But then in Revelation 22, it says the new Jerusalem is the bride. So we're the bride, but we're the church. But we're also the new Jerusalem because it's made up of living stones, which we are, yet we are distinct in him. But when we see him, we will be like him. Who's ready to get their mind blown this year? Wait till we talk about being seated in heavenly places with Christ. Guess where you are right now? Right now. That's what my encounter, when I had that encounter, I didn't feel like I, it was just like, the heavens were, it was right there. We're positioned, we're seated in heavenly places. So I don't know exactly where we're positioned right now, but if we, you could see behind the veil, we're there. Yeah. As he is, so are we in this world. And all of these things help us to understand what realm we're truly part of and how to operate from that realm to bring the power from that realm. How many of you are excited about that? Watch this, let me say this. Jesus, put this on the screen and then I need my volunteers for my closing analogy. Jesus was God's firstborn and the first fruit offering. He established the pattern for us to model distinction as a holy people and as a family. Do you see that? Now put the definition of imaging up there. Imaging is modeling God as distinct. Now we can do that in lots of ways, but there are certain special times of the year where we see God's distinction in a way that we can model, but we can't really do. A lot of things we can model and do. How many of you know Jesus gave to the poor? We can do that. Jesus loved people. He can do that through us, right? Jesus did miracles. He can do, we can, he can do that through us, right? But there's some things. The first fruit, only Jesus's blood. Our blood can't cleanse anybody's sin. Our body can't make anybody whole. We, didn't, we can't create the world. We can't come back and judge the world. There are certain, these are what's called the sacred times. Forget, forget calendar, forget kingdom, whatever. This is the story where God says, during this time, I want you to remember my distinction that only I can do this. And you as my people are to somehow image that, even though you can't do it, you can image it. And we see a great example of this in Genesis 14. It says, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, that's 
Salem, that's Jerusalem. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of the God of God Most High and blessed him and said, blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram, what? Gave him a tenth of everything. Let me show you this. Okay, I'm gonna ask for my volunteer and for Gil. Are you Abram? Come on. Here's Abram, everybody. Y'all give him a hand right here. You stand right here. What's your, what's your name? Augie. Oh, starts with an A, Augie. Gil, what's Augie in Hebrew? Beautiful. I think Gil made that up, but God thinks you're beautiful. Okay, so watch. Give me, watch this, give me, ten, give me 10 minutes and we're praying, okay? This is so important. You will never be the same after this and there's gonna be all these dots connect, okay? Gil, you come here. You stay right there. So we, if, if you, you can go to Hebrews 7, you know, you can read about Melchizedek, we've talked about him. Melchizedek, Bible says no beginning, no end, ending, no genealogy. King of Jerusalem, King of righteousness, high priest of the most high God. Who is that? It's Jesus. It's King Jesus. Back in Genesis 14, coming from behind the veil, out of Jerusalem, the heavenly, watch, comes out of the veil, out of that realm, out of Jerusalem as king and high priest. The Bible says as followers of Jesus, that we're in this priesthood. Our kingdom of priests is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. It's forever, I just read it to you in Revelations. It's what we'll be doing in the millennium and in the new heavens and the new earth. But in Genesis 14, here comes King Jesus. He steps, stay right there. <laughs> he steps from beyond the veil. He comes out as king and high priest. And here's Abram, watch. God has just delivered Abram in this battle. And not only Abram, but rescued his nephew Lot. Showing once again to Abram, this is about family. It's about family. Remember, this is before he became Abraham. There's no law, anything like that yet. Okay, watch. So, Gil, I'm gonna have you. He came out what? Bringing bread and wine. We have juice here in the South. Yeah, yeah, we're can, maybe in Tel Aviv, they'll loosen up. So anyway, so watch. So here's Abram. Do you have, and you're about to keep him there. Watch this. Here comes King Jesus, King of righteousness, distinct, holy, the only high priest what does he offer Abram? Stay right there. <laughs> he offers Abram something that Abram could never give to himself or offer anyone else. He's foreshadowing his own blood. 
that will forgive and redeem Abram and all of us who end up by faith in this bloodline, this line of Abraham. He's offering, look, he's offering Abram and in offering Abram, he offers to all of us his body. He had the only sinless body. This is distinction. We can't save ourselves. We can't make ourselves whole. We can't forgive ourselves. We can't. Here comes the king. Now watch. Abram, you can partake. The blood of the king and the body of the king that makes you whole and cleanses you. Well, Abram, here's God's first born body and blood. Here's God's first fruit of the resurrection. Abraham, Abram, we can't, how can we do that? We can't. What did Abram do? Watch. Let me show you this. Put them down like this. Take one in each arm. What did Jesus do? Let's, let's put them down. What did Abram do? He's copying. He's modeling. He's imaging. This is what the Lord offered his first, his body, his blood. We can't do that. But there is a first part that we can. This is imaging. Has nothing to do with, are you fine? This is imaging. We're copying, modeling. This is what family does. This is what family does. You know how kids, they copy their parents, their fathers. Maybe some of you didn't have a, a right father You can trust our Heavenly Father. You see. So watch. Why does, why does Jesus say, repent and be baptized? What is baptism? It's copying. I can't die and be sinless and go and for, for people. What does he say? But I can, cop I can go to the water. I can copy it that way. 
I can go under. I, what am, I'm imaging. I'm modeling. I'm modeling and imaging God in a distinct way, though a much lesser form. And I'm honoring his holy distinction that only he can do that. Only he can save mankind. What are we doing? If you do communion at your home, if you have a family table, if you do Sabbath, what are you doing? I don't think it makes you any more moral. It's not about works or being moral. What are you doing? You're copying. Oh, this is what the father did in Eden. He had a table before everything went to chaos. He had a table and his family gathered around his table. And that's how, and, and one day, that table's gonna be restored in the marriage supper of the lamb. We're gonna show up in that table again. So you know what we do? We take our table and we say, you know what? We remember, we know where we're heading. This table doesn't belong to the world. This table belongs to the king and I'm gonna image, I'm gonna copy, I'm gonna model a prophetic foreshadowing and in somehow in all of these acts of distinction, we're functioning as priests and we're bringing in the presence and power of the king into our lives. <laughs> Last thing, come over here. Come over, come. Tell me your first name again. Augie. Augie. Okay, come over. Last one. I need one more. I need one more. Uh, uh, no, say, oh, come here, Augie. Come here. <laughs> Is that, let me have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. Come here, you, you boys come over here. Oh, I love this. I know you, but tell me your name again. Grady. Grady? Graydon. Grady. I thought you said greedy. Okay. I knew that wasn't it. Grady. Watch. Okay. Guess what? Tell me your name again. Augie. Augie. I got Augie, Greedy, Grady, Abraham, Abram, Melchizedek. Okay. Okay, watch. Watch. Augie. Guess what he was doing? Imaging. Modeling. But guess what? One day, the king is gonna come again. And that king is gonna come through that veil. And guess what? Augie and all the rest of us are gonna be resurrected into the very and image and likeness of King Jesus. When we see him, we will be like him. Resurrected, watch, resurrected in full glory. He won't, he, not only will he be our Lord and our Savior, he will be our brother. That's why we will rule. We will be glorious. We will, there will be no more sin. We will be like him, able to go between dimensions, ruling and reigning over the earth. So Augie, you're gonna look a lot different. So am I. But guess what? In the millennium, the earth's gonna repopulate with more humans. Like Grady. Hold that. Face this way. And guess what? There's gonna be more humans and then the resurrected Augie who is like Jesus, who is in the priesthood of Melchizedek, 
guess what? He's going to come from Jerusalem through the port, through the door. Come on. And he is going to come. is now representing Melchizedek in all of his glory and perfection in the kingdom of priests with the high priest. He is gonna come and you know what he's going to do? He's gonna teach the humans. Our King Jesus, he did for us what only he could do. He is distinct, he is other and he's gonna offer that to some human like Grady. And Grady, what are you gonna do? And Grady's gonna learn this same principle of imaging. Watch. Two things. Training for reigning. How do you expect to function as this when you've never functioned as this? Remember the definitions, image, a shadow of representation. How do you expect to be the whole, the real, when you don't shadow, when you don't image? Are you following me? And you know what? Guess where this offering, I'll just put it here. Guess where this went? The very first one, the very first tenth, the very first first, okay? that we see. Guess where it went? To King Jesus. And guess where he was from? Jerusalem. The first went back to the first. Jerusalem. Stand up, Gil. That's why our first is going back to the first in Jerusalem. Come on, give my hand, everybody. Great job, Grady. Great job, great job. Come on, stand to your feet. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.